As I've traveled, I've had discussions about COLA, the cost of living adjustment, and people's pay. These discussions are backed by feedback from company surveys containing comments and complaints about pay increases. Either the lack of pay increases or that they're too small and just don't move the needle for employees. What if there was a way to improve your chances of getting a better performance review? And with that, a chance at a higher pay increase. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We're rolling into episode 88, a guide to performance reviews. I started out the intro with a little bit of a teaser, talking about complaints that people have shared with me as I travel, backed by survey results from large corporations. It seems that a number of employees just aren't happy with their pay raises. We've agreed that they should be thankful for receiving any amount of money in today's economy. But the fact that some of these performance reviews coupled to pay raises are so poor, it really hurts the employees. And that's something we're going to talk about today. If you had the opportunity to change how your performance reviews went and affect the opportunity to receive a higher pay increase, would you take it? I bet you would. Today's episode is number 88, a guide to performance reviews. We're going to walk you through how some of the most common performance reviews go and some opportunities for you to influence and affect how you're seen in the performance spotlight. Hopefully, these tips will help you so that you can be better recognized in your job, regardless of what position you work, and when it comes time for pay raises, be thought of more highly and benefit with a better pay raise and or bonus. By the way, I'm going to cover a number of financial terms, some calculations, and also some key points from today's podcast episode, and I'm going to put those in a free download at our website. Plus, there'll be some bonus material not discussed on the show that you really want to get your hands on. So I'll remind you towards the end, but listen to today's episode, then download the freebie so you have all the key points mentioned in this podcast and some bonus content. It will really help you shine and understand financial situation better when it comes to pay raises and bonus opportunities. Let's get started with the key content. I mentioned a term in the intro called COLA, C-O-L-A, and it stands for Cost of Living Adjustment. Basically, it relates to inflation. For the last, I believe it is, 80 years or so, inflation has averaged around 3.25% interest per year. That means that $1 today is not worth $1 next year the same time. Inflation goes up 3.25% on average per year. That means that something that costs a dollar today does not cost a dollar tomorrow. It costs a dollar plus 3.25% interest next year, or a dollar and 3.25 cents. To illustrate this differently, people used to say, I have a thousand or ten thousand dollars savings. I'm going to put it under my mattress for safekeeping. Let's say they do that, and 10 or 20 years go by, and then they take that $10,000 out in this example. 
Yes, it physically is $10,000. You can count it. But what you can buy with that $10,000 has diminished. Something that cost $10,000 20 years ago at the time of savings could have been purchased with that $10,000. But that identical item about 20 years later has seen 20 years of approximately 3.25% inflation year over year. Essentially, the cost of that item that you might want to buy has doubled. That means that your $10,000 now has $5,000 of buying value. Or the item that you'd like to buy now costs $20,000. You only have 50% of what you need. That's the problem with putting money under your mattress. If you also put money into or low interest bearing accounts, such as savings accounts or money market, you're going to receive interest at a very low rate. In some cases, it's so marginal, it barely even goes above zero. The point there is, you might feel you're protecting your money, fine, but it's actually not doing you any favors because the inflation rate is at such a higher rate that your money is actually decreasing in value. I didn't mean for this to be an economics example, but hopefully you'll understand by one of my two examples that money does deflate or decrease in value due to inflation, the cost of material goods and the cost of living. What's all this about anyway? Regardless of your hourly rate or your salary, what you're making this year, if it stays stable and you don't receive a pay increase or a bonus will actually mean that you have less money to buy material goods with and services. Why? Because your salary today, whatever it is, does not have the same buying power it will in a year from now, given the inflation example. Unfortunately, many of us don't receive 3.25% pay increases per year. Many of these are called merit increases. You should be provided a merit increase based on your performance and the value that you provide to your organization. A lot of performance reviews are routine and follow predefined processes. Some companies and performance reviews tell you to sit down once a year or every performance cycle, whatever that may be, and they explain to you what they see your values and how they see you performed. At the end, You typically accept the performance review. It may be verbally recorded with approval. It may be written and ask for your signature at the end. But many times you're told what the company or the organization sees and perceives as your value. Then you may or may not receive a pay increase at the end, possibly connected to some type of bonus based on your performance. That's the reactive way to have a performance review. With this Guide to Performance Reviews podcast, we're going to talk about ways that you can influence your performance reviews throughout your performance cycle, throughout your year cycle. You have the opportunity to talk to your supervision or management at any time. Now, some situations may merit additional discussions while others less. It all depends on how busy you are and the type of work you perform how often your conditions at work change, how many times you perform the same routines or different routines and have changing conditions at work. Those changing conditions can represent challenges in your job. 
and it might be up to you to resolve those challenges, no matter how small or how big. The bottom line, talking about a guide to performance reviews, think about your performance on a daily basis as you enter your work or put on that headset and do your job virtually, do your job remotely. Why were you hired in the first place? Do you remember your job description? For that matter, can you access it through your company's HR portal? Or can you go online and look at job descriptions of open positions within your company that are similar to what you do? It would be a good reminder to print out your job description once a year and review it and kind of give yourself, well, a self-evaluation. See how you're doing, rate yourself, and rank yourself. Be honest. Be truthful. Where do you feel you have shortcomings? Those would be your weaknesses. Where do you feel you have opportunities for learning or opportunities for improvement? When it comes time to your performance reviews, have you ever been compared to another employee, whether it was named or nameless? If someone was compared to you and you were told this person has stronger qualifications or stronger attributes in the following areas, it would be worth noting down either during the performance review or afterwards while the information is fresh in your head. The point is, your supervision or management is comparing you to others on the team, and rightly so. They're ranking the strongest to the weakest, or the strongest to the newer team members that don't have the background and experience. If they're mentioning other people, there's a reason why. They're on their minds. Now, it might be because we're doing performance reviews. You're right. But it could also be that these people are on their minds more frequently during the calendar year when you're not having standard performance reviews. These are ways that you can improve your performance so that you get onto your supervisor or manager's mind more frequently. One of the ways to do it is to have a discussion with them mid-performance review cycle. Make sure that you have some content prepared and don't just set up a 15 or 20 minute meeting with them just to say, hey, time to meet. You'd have a brief agenda so that you know what you want to talk about and what your goals are. You could start with talking about an understanding of your job role to make sure that you're performing well. After you lay that on the table, take a deep, long pause and try to read your supervisor or manager. Read their body language, look at them, read their posture. Hopefully, they'll give you some good feedback. If the room remains quiet, simply ask them. Based on what I just read to you, or based on what I just talked about with my position, I would like to ask your feedback on how I'm doing and get some areas for feedback or some areas for improvement. Most supervisors won't turn that chance down. In fact, I know as a former manager and director, I would love to have my employees come to me midterm and ask how they're doing and talk about areas they might want to improve on. It's a lot easier to get feedback from others than it is to self-evaluate because sometimes staring ourselves in the mirror, we just can't see past ourselves and our shortcomings. Sometimes we can be too proud of our strengths and we can overlook our weaknesses. So with that in mind, consider a performance review with your supervisor or manager midterm. Have a plan together to talk to them about your strengths and your weaknesses. 
remind them of your job description, or ask them about it in the discussion. And ask them if they've recently promoted, how did they go about doing it? There might be some hints. There might be some some information in the formula that your supervisor or manager used to receive that promotion. In talking to them on a regular basis, you might also find out that some positions are becoming open. Perhaps your supervisor or manager is considering retirement or a move, whether it's lateral or up the company chain. If their position becomes available, you can ask them, how likely would I be considered for that position? Or what are some of the the trainings or performance aspects I need to improve in my job role if I were interested in taking over your position once you promote. Even if you don't obtain that position once they leave, it has set a seed in their mind that you're interested in upward movement, you're interested in a promotional path. They'll likely think more highly of you as long as you come across in a non-threatening manner and a supportive manner. The number one goal is for you to do your job and do your job well. If you can exceed, if you can excel, at expectations, you'll more than likely be on your supervisor or manager's mind in a more positive way more frequently. That can help you when it's time for your regular performance review at work. One of the key things we talked about today was the fact that you should be proactive. As part of Career Growth Made Easy, we talk about ways to improve ourselves, improve our performance, improve our knowledge, improve our skills. And one way to do that is being proactive. Don't wait for your annual performance review to come around again. Start thinking about your recent performance reviews. If they're frequent, go ahead and look back at them. See what type of progress you've made with that feedback. Now, if that feedback is the same year after year or cycle after cycle, that would mean you're somewhat stagnant or at least viewed stagnant you have the opportunity to change that. Find out, read through your performance review line by line, word for word, and try to pick out key words that emphasize your areas of strength, your areas of weakness, or your areas of struggle. From there, make a solid performance improvement plan that you work on to improve your capabilities, your knowledge, your skill set. If it's education-based, there's quite a bit of information out on the web. There's quite a bit of information through podcasts like this one. And also, many universities are now offering free courses. You would receive an honorary certificate for completing a course, which would likely not go towards a formal degree. But remember, your goal is the education and the training from others in a professional field. So think about that. What feedback have you received recently? Do you have any notes from customers? Do you have any emails and comments? Initially, that feedback might have offended you or caused you to become defensive because it wasn't prepared well or written well. But now that that situation is over, go back and dig it up. Try to remove the emotional tones from the email or from the notes that you have and just read the facts. What statements were made about your perceived challenges or perceived concerns in your position? Try to work on those for your next coming performance review. 
If there's something in a prior performance review that you don't understand, or you'd like to get more information, and that particular supervisor is available, maybe sit down with them just for a few minutes to talk about it. But remember, have a game plan in place before setting up that meeting. Don't just meet to say hi to each other and catch up. You have a specific goal, a specific target in mind. Hopefully, today's podcast, A Guide to Performance Reviews, has helped inspire you and make you a little bit more aware about the economy and inflation and COLA, the cost of living adjustment. Oh, by the way, a final tip. Some people have the opportunity for salary or pay increases or a bonus at the end of the year. While a larger sum bonus sounds great and it's good to look at that large sum of money in your hands, it's a one-time bonus or a one-time gift. After you have it, it's spent and it's gone. A salary or pay increase stays with you and helps offset inflation or the cost of living adjustment. So, unless there's an unusual weighted advantage for receiving a bonus, a one-time payment, I typically opt for the salary increase, the pay increase, because it stays with you and helps you try to catch up with and even try to beat inflation. I hope you've enjoyed the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, episode 88, a guide to performance reviews. I've been your host, Craig Ansell. Don't forget to share the word with others if you've learned something from today's show and found it helpful. We're looking to grow our listener base and our email subscribers. Speaking of that, if you haven't joined our email group, do so right away. Go to our website, craigansell.com, that's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com, and sign up for our email subscriber list or grab one of our free downloads. Once you're an email subscriber, we send out special information and sometimes some free downloads that only subscribers get. Don't miss out. Join our email list today and be someone that is in the know now. Don't forget to go to my website and grab your special free download. It covers the key points in today's show and some bonus material not discussed on this episode. Grab it now.